Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. This is GoPowerCat.com publisher Tim Fitzgerald with great news to share with our valued 24-7 sports VIP members. As a way of saying thank you, a subscription to a CBS all-access commercial-free plan is now included with your 24-7 sports VIP membership at no additional cost. Watch all of your favorite shows on demand along with exclusive access to GoPowerCat's award-winning and one-of-a-kind coverage of Kansas State sports. Stream more than 10,000 episodes all access originals and live TV, including NFL on CBS games. Enjoy the CBS all access commercial free plan, a $99 and 99 cent annual value for the lifetime of your 24-7 Sports VIP membership. It's an incredible added value for our subscribers, and it's time you probably take advantage of this deal and become a GoPowerCat member. And remember to subscribe to the PowerCat Podcast at your favorite podcast provider, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Now, here is your PowerCat Podcast. The following is a GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street production. You've discovered your link to GoPowerCat.com's PowerCat Insiders Podcast, presented by Commerce Bank. And it starts right now. Now, let's go to the WTC Gig Powered Studios. Here's your host, GoPowerCat.com publisher, Tim Fitzgerald. Welcome to another edition of the PowerCat Insiders Podcast, sponsored by Commerce Bank. Tim Fitzgerald, Matt Walters, Kellis Robinette, Ryan Black. If we haven't explained enough where we all work, just read it on the website. There's writers, there's radio guys, and there's a monkey with a podcast all in one room talking to you about Kansas State sports. That's basically what we do. These boys were down in Austin, Texas to see a loss by the Wildcats, a very interesting game. We'll get into that. I was in Vegas to see a win by the Wildcats in a less interesting game, but Kansas State found a way to win, which is uh, remarkable or notable in itself. So we'll talk about that a little bit. But we are sponsored by Commerce Bank. Life is full of moments, big and small. Commerce Bank has the technology and the people to help with whatever financial challenges come your way. Commerce Bank, challenge accepted. How was Austin, Texas? Is it, did anyone do barbecue? I did. Twice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Salt Lake? <laughs> I, I only did a bit once. I did it yesterday. What would you do? I went to uh, Micklewaite. I don't know what, that what? Is. Just, just right down the street from Franklin. It's, it's, it's right, it was ranked in the top ten of Texas Monthly's most recent ranking. Nice. Say that again. Uh, it's called Micklewaite. Okay. So it's spelled M-I-C-K-L-E-T-H-W-A-I-T, and the T-H is silent. Gotcha. And they have a trailer. Interesting. But, yeah, they've, I think they've been around about um, nine, uh, seven years now because, like, on all, all their stuff has 2012. So uh, I, I just knew, I, I you know, Again, I, I told Fitz this when I got into the office here, but uh, I drove, and it's a lot longer drive than I actually was expecting. So I got into Austin at 3 a.m. <laughs> I got back here at 3 a.m. this morning, 
so I'm exhausted. But the reason, the, what I'm getting at is that I just knew I did not want to go stand in line at Franklin, and I knew I'd have to get up extremely early to do that. So I knew Micklewait, uh, it would have some kind of line, but it would have a wait. But I, uh, I knew it wouldn't be as long as Franklin, and I, I, it was very good. I, I mean, I still do want to make it to Franklin one day. I just have not made it yet. Kelsey, you, your parents still down there? Yep, I stayed with them. That's awesome. That's always a good trip. You get to yeah. see the parents and do your job. Yeah. I did a radio show with K-Man down there live, and they came down and watched it. Nice. Wow. That's fun. Proud. That, that's did fun. they have a sign? Did they hold up? Hey, that's, no, our, that's our no. boy. This is our boy. They should have, man. Now I've, yeah, I'm displeased with them. But well, So what, what, where did you eat? You said you had barbecue twice. I had you? Cooper's, um, which I had n- never actually been to, but in an upset, it was really good. I had a beef rib there that was probably the best I've had. Nice. Mm. And then yesterday, just before I left, I had Rudy's. Okay, so but I mean, it's not glamorous, but the brisket was still really good. So and my one meal was Lupe tortillas. Oh, mm. how was that? Oh, that's good. See, mm, solid. I got to be honest; it's hard if you're in Texas. Uh, uh, the barbecue and the Mexican, it's hard to go wrong with me. Mm-hmm. I like Texas barbecue. I take Kansas City, but. To me, they're really close. I, I want to hit the food truck argument. scene someday. I've never been able to do that. Wear a fedora. You look good. <laughs> okay, thank you. Wear a fedora. I look good in anything. That's true. That's a ball cap, good. visor, fedora, you name it. Unicorn hat. Right. Uh, thoughts on the game? I did not get to see the game, and I haven't had a chance to review it. I, I watched it some on my laptop as the basketball game was going on, but I was also trying to actually work and cover the basketball game, and I totally missed the ending sequence. Kelly, let's start with you. Just give me your general thoughts on that football game. Dream first quarter, yeah, and then a uh, butt-whooping the rest of the way. Um yeah, they, they knew exactly how to hit Texas early and surprised them with two really good – well, one really good play and then a really nice drive. Um, and then, yeah, Texas made some adjustments and overall talent took over from there. Yeah. And I mean, credit Kansas State for coming back late, the kickoff return for the touchdown, just like at Mississippi State, took advantage of some penalties and kicked that late field goal to tie it. Um, you know, I think Texas, to me, I, I thought it was pretty clear they were the better team, but kind of just a missed opportunity. When you go up 14-0 on the road, it's hard to waste that and, and lose. Well, I got to admit that I thought if you hit Texas in the in the jaw to start the game, which K-State did, they'd buckle. They didn't, so credit Tom Herman and company for kind of rallying the troops and finding a way to win because that game was critical to Texas. What, what were your thoughts? Well, and it's funny you bring that up because that was actually so I, I was interested myself in that. So I, I went and, and looked it up and tweeted that exact stat was that was the fourth time this year that Texas has been held scoreless in the first quarter, and now their their records two and two. The other two games uh, they lost to uh, Oklahoma and uh, LSU, were, and then they beat Oklahoma State and now K State. So I'm just saying that that I was I was intrigued to see well how often is, has this team ever been held scoreless in the first quarter? Because I mean again I don't cover Texas Texas regularly and I can't sit here and say that off the top of my head I knew it. So I just kind of knew they were going to make some kind of comeback. Uh, you know, I guess I'm just so split on whether to say this is an encouraging loss. I mean, some people say there's no such thing. Uh, and especially now, hey, they, they debuted at number 16 in the college football playoff rankings. And I think maybe the expectations have been raised because of that. But I still think just we all knew this because we've talked about it so much during during the year on this podcast that, you know, if both teams play their best, Texas is just a better team because they just have more talent yeah. top to bottom. Uh, but I will have to say, like Kellis mentioned, I mean, it, it. I know the final score looks super close, and it was, but it was just that 
again, if you take away the the kickoff return, I mean, their offense just did did really nothing uh, after basically after the Mason Barta fumble. It just did not seem like they had the same rhythm for the rest of the game. That was a fumble, by the way. Not in the NFL, probably, but in college <laughs> football. It was. He didn't get it tucked away, but mm-hmm. um, I think he had hold of it. Matt, um, what went wrong with that offense after that fast start? Well, Texas did make some adjustments. Yeah. And I tell you, up front, you know, they got three dudes, 300-plus, um, Coburn, Roach, and company. Coburn's the, the cat that weighs 340. And he, he was just hard to move. I mean, K-State averaged less than two yards a carry. Um, the, the couple of things that stand out is when it's 14 nothing. you know, K-State had a couple of chances to, to do some things to blow it open. But I still have nightmares about the third and 14 conversion. That was bad. Late in that drive. Um, you know, Ellinger makes some, made some really good passes, made some good plays in the ball game. K-State didn't let him go crazy, but, you know, Ingram winds up having a big day and he's mm-hmm. a beast i mean yeah texas has better talent they i walked out of that stadium saturday night thinking man how, how does this team lo- not this team but te- how does texas lose i mean they should be 11 and 1 or 10 and 2 every year um if, if casey does a couple things maybe they win that ball game but it doesn't happen and um now you just have to go beat West Virginia, and then to me, right, wrong, or otherwise, you just you have to win one of your last two. You know, as they win those three games, particularly the Oklahoma game, you kind of forget that this K State team lacks the kind of depth you need in this conference. Mm-hmm. Now with the running back injuries, it's a little more apparent. Um, AJ Parker at corner, although I thought the corners did a fairly decent job in this game. Think about it. I mean, Texas had scored 36-plus six times. K-State held them to 27. The, and we've talked about this for years. I'm just I'm hoping Chris Kleiman and his staff can recruit some, A, bigger wide receivers, right. and B, taller corners. Right. <laughs> Malik Knowles is, is going to be good, but K-State's got to get more 6'3", six, 6'4", six, dudes out on the edge. They just got to get more. I mean, I think it's, it's fair to say that. They've got some very good players. They just don't have enough. And then when you match up, like all you guys said, when you match up with a team like Texas, it just shows. It shows. And you, you might out-scheme them and out-play them for a while. Uh, but if they get going, you're in trouble. And that's exactly what happened. They run blitzed all day long. And I'm, they just don't have the answer for that right now. I'm going to tell you this, that you watch Joseph Osai, all things being equal and doesn't have one of those major injuries, that guy is going to be legit in the NFL. Holy smokes, was he impressive physically. 6'4", 245. Those were my measurements. <laughs> right. Well, I've got, a, I've got another 80 pounds, but I, I, I do have, well, I'm only 6'3". I'm, I'm essentially that same thing. Not, that's, what, that's what I'm trying to say. So you're saying you would play like nose tackle if we had a team? I would have been a very good offensive lineman ah. if I had actually put on weight um, in the right places. In the right places. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, well, I went to college at six one one seventy five. I'm staying out of this. <laughs> so I came back home at at almost six four and two twenty five for Christmas. After so, your first semester. First semester. You gained wow. three inches of height. I grew grew two and a half inches wow. and put on fifty pounds my my first semester of college. Man, that's so a lot of that was beer and pizza, but I can't blame the growth height on that. A different kind of freshman 15. <laughs> yeah, it, was no a, it was a freshman 50. 
It was impressive. Texas has talent. Oh, of course they do. And I really like Sam Ellinger or Ellinger or whatever it is. Uh, I say it both ways. I I thought I read – like I actually had to look this up before I asked – Climbing a question about him last week. I think they say it's a hard G. I think it's Ellinger. It is. No, I think, I think it's Ellinger. Gur. Gur. Is it? Yeah. Well, then the article I read was wrong. Ellinger. Well, I'll be. Gur. Yeah. And I once want to say Gur just because I'm an idiot. But he's good, mm-hmm. and he was really good on that last mm-hmm. drive. What I saw, he was just plucking away and yep. making plays, and that's what good quarterbacks do. Think about the tandem at wide receiver they have in Duvernay and Johnson. Mm-hmm. Not bad. And, and bounce around the Big 12. I mean, I don't know that anybody else has that kind of combination. Baylor's might be close, but those are, Duvernay and Johnson are the to me the best one-two punch. What about Rambo and Lamb? I would, if you were to ask me, I would put Lamb one and the other guy four, and I would put Duvernay and Johnson okay, at two that's, and three. That's fair. They're yeah. the better tandem. Yeah, in my right. opinion, they're more physically imposing. That's for sure. Now, they may not be as productive, but if you're starting a team and you had to pick between the, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, of the four lames, the best. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no yeah. question. But then Duvernay and Johnson are, I mean, Duvernay's caught two thirds. That's incredible. Of the passes thrown by Ellinger. That's, yep. that's ridiculous. Plus, he's named Duvernay, which is cool. <laughs> and he's got a brother that mm-hmm. uh, is pretty healthy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they both finished. You're talking about Duvernay and, and Colin Johnson both finished with exactly 110 yards apiece. Very solid performance for both of them. Kellis, I'd come back to this. K-State's 6-3. and three. Yeah, pretty good. 6-3 and three at this pretty point good. of the season. Probably a little bit ahead of schedule from what all of us thought they'd be. Oh, yeah. And, and they should beat West Virginia. Mm-hmm. The last two are kind of toss-ups. Yep. But as long as they take care of this next one, they'll beat seven wins. I guess the, the question I had come out of this game is, is what Texas did, like, copyable? Could other teams take that defensive approach and do the same thing? Because if they can, then that's not great for Kansas State. Because they basically lined up and said, you're not going to run the QB draw. You're not going to run at all. And if you do throw, well, basically, Scott, you're going to have to beat us with your arm. And he couldn't do it over the course of a game. And I think they'll try, that they try just it. Have, they just have the dudes that can do it. That's exactly it. That's it. I don't know if like if Tech tries that, is it going to blow up in their face? Could. I don't know. but I, I'll say this. I would try it if I was the opposition. It may not work. You can get out of it, but I would certainly try can, it. If you can hold K-State to 51 rushing yards, you got a good chance of winning. Other, I don't know if anybody else take can away do K-State it, but that, that opened some eyes to me that, yeah, you've got – I mean, if, if I were another defense, I would just sell out against the run. I sell out, especially if K-State only has two of its three running back weapons available. Right. If either Jordan Brown um, – if he's out, and again, his carries were limited, right. you had just seven. And if James Gilbert's out, then I just, yeah, I would. The running back I situation really wasn't much different than it was at Kansas. I mean, no. I found that interesting. Just more Tyler Burns. The, the, Joe Irvin. But the, the dudes did Joe good. Irvin even play? No. He didn't go. No, he, he, didn't, yeah, he didn't even try. Okay, so they're trying to preserve the red shirt then. I think he was. I think he's been concussed. I think he was dinged up. Oh, well, maybe that will decide, and they'll just keep him. Keep the Richard on him. Well, I was. I know this is a very simplistic answer, but I think you know the you just the difference was literally who K State played. KU wasn't good enough to take advantage of Brown being limited and Gilbert being out, and Texas was. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's the same exact thing. You know, I mean, Brown had the two carries against KU, and that was it. Yep. You know, this time, again, he was still limited, and Trotter was the same as he was against KU, but it's just Texas is better. Texas is better than KU, and that's, that's to me, I mean, I know that's, a, like I said, some people don't, they don't like, that's not a very complex answer, but I think that's just the truth. It's Texas is better, better than KU, and they were able to actually exploit them not having the full uh, complement of the running backs. This was the Texas team that kind of went to the wire with LSU. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and went to the wire with Kansas. But it's yeah, just, that's true. so it's when they well, want. They, it's they, when they want. To. They were a lot healthier than when they played Kansas. I, yeah. I got that. I always come back to this: you're Texas, for God's sakes. You have an injury. I know you. There's a reason you have a first string and a second string, but you're still Texas. You should mm-hmm. have someone that can step in at all spots and play. Um, it's hard to feel too sorry for them in that category. I think KC will be fine coming out of this. I, I my concern is exactly what Kellis said that it wasn't the personnel; it was the scheme, and everyone will replicate it from here on out until K State can prove they can overcome that. Uh, but I, I don't think West Virginia. My gut would be West Virginia and Tech can't replicate that. Maybe Iowa State. I don't know. I'm, of the three, they'll yeah. be the best. Um, you certainly wish you probably had Tech in Manhattan and Iowa State up there, then you probably got eight wins. But Kellis is right. You put Tech on the road and Iowa State at home, and both of those games get iffy. They've got to just hit the reset, come back, get win number seven. Man, I think we can all agree on that. There's just uh, nothing else to do at this point, but they, they are ahead of schedule. Defensively, though, you guys kind of touched on it. Kellis, I think the K-State defense did enough to keep this team in this game uh, and give them an opportunity to win. And that's – I'm just blown away by how much better the K-State defense is this season. Yeah, uh, Scotty Hazleton's done a great job scheming with what he has, and he did another great job in this game. It just wasn't quite enough. If there's one play you want to gripe about a little bit, it's the third and fourteen. They, I mean, I'm not a D coordinator. I don't know what I would recommend to do differently, but. Well, sometimes it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, you know, I mean, they did give up a lot of yards. What, what do they have? 477. So that's not ideal. And the, the the rush, the yards per rush hurt them. But, Which was six. Yeah. They averaged 7.3 a play. Overall. Still, though, I mean, every game, you, has anybody scored over their average against K-State this season? That's a good mm. question. Well, obviously Oklahoma had come into that game averaging right at fifty, so they, yeah, I mean, they, they were under. They were under. Um, <laughs> it just seems like they always have a good scheme. Like it doesn't matter, and personnel doesn't seem to matter. They beat Mississippi State without Hubert Neal. They hung with Texas without Parker. Um, we were talking about Texas, you know, having next man up in there. It's like the depth really hasn't been the big issue we thought mm-hmm. it would be on defense. It's been a issue, but it hasn't been backbreaking. It just it makes you long for the staff to stay together and see what they do on the recruiting trail. Yeah, I agree. I, I would be worried. Add a little speed in there. Because speaking of, right quick, Fitzy, sorry to fine. take a right turn. I don't know the exact numbers, so forgive me, but Deuce Vaughn, the night before, I had three separate people just come up and talk to me, all Texas guys. One was the on the chain gang, but that guy ran for over 400 yards. In a playoff win Friday night, his team won like 77-69. He's like, you guys are getting the real deal. He's small. Every every one of them said he's small. Well, that's okay. That's case. It'll take that. But he can fly. I mean, that gets back to the core Snyder philosophy in 1.0. They'll give up everything but speed. I mean, you can be too small, but if you're fast, you, you can be tank grease. You can be too small by everyone else's standards to be a nose tackle, but if you're fast, we'll take you. And he was a great player for K State. 
but certainly that has held true for a guy named Lockett, a guy named Sproles, and you know other tiny guys that have have done well at Kansas State because it's about speed. And to Kellis's point, the defense, I think, loves playing for Scotty Hazleton. Oh, yeah. He's all over the map. He's enthusiastic. Yeah. He's he's jacked up. He's 30 to 30. You know, he, he'll get out on the field and high-five guys, and, you know, applauds them and chews on them. But I think if you went man by man, these kids are going to tell you they love playing for the beard. Well, I, I can only obviously kind of judge, too, based off just our, our – you know, weekly interactions with him, but he just, he seems to be able to balance really well, like you said, being really demanding, but also having a really good personality. And I think the players, like, I just feel like so many players nowadays, they don't respond well to maybe just the old school, completely tough love approach. So I think they appreciate that he also seems to have a lot of fun and likes to, like the thing he was joking about with, uh, was it Boom Massey saying about like, well, he moves around like me out there sometimes with his bad hip and stuff. <laughs> so I mean, I just, I think pe- players appreciate that. I mean, they want you to be tough and help them get better but i just think I, I just i don't know i just don't think players today respond as well to just a constant just negativity i'm only going to dole out praise and extremely small if at all doses i don't know maybe, maybe that's me jumping to too big a conclusion there i, I think it's been a good sign too that did you notice when they played both oklahoma and texas they both had to resort to flea flickers to go deep against them that's interesting isn't mm-hmm. it yeah and I mean, Texas obviously, as the game went on, found some other ways to win, like putting it on the ground and mixing it up a little bit. But yeah, their first their first touchdown pass was yep. on a flea flicker. Uh, Coach uh, Kleiman, Coach Kleiman's reaction <laughs> coming out of halftime when I talked to him for thirty forty five seconds, he's like, "Yeah, and they scored on a trick play, whatever." He's <laughs> <laughs> like, "That's a good point." <laughs> They're really good too at like they when uh, what do you call it? Quick change. They don't. They don't let the other team just really take advantage there. Like when Mason Barta had that fumble, they made a punt. Um, there have been a lot of times this season where the other team looks like, okay, momentum's going to shift, Kansas State's going to lose, this is the turning point, and it just doesn't work out that way. It just struck me that this game was one of those that was um, played so closely on the scoreboard that one play or one call flipping could have changed the outcome of the game. Dalton Schoen makes that catch. Yeah. Been a spectacular catch. I mean, he never really quite had the – had the hold of the ball. And that throw was ridiculous. <clears throat> that was unbelievable. That Skylar Thompson is going to take advantage of most of those defenses. Most of those defenses, personnel-wise, is going to make that play on Dal- Dalton Schoen, and he might bring that in. Um, Mason Barter doesn't fumble. There was a, I can't remember exactly where in the game it was. Um, Malik Knowles was running a crossing pattern. A guy just latched onto his jersey, and nothing was called. Yep. You know, all those little things that happen in the course of a game. I'm not saying they lost because of the officials, but if that call happens, if that drop doesn't happen, if that fumble doesn't happen, this whole game might have flipped over um, and changed. You know, cool. if Texas has got to score a touchdown to win, are they as relaxed on offense? You know, it's K-State defense in the same mentality. You just don't know what's going to happen. Well, to, to go back to what you guys said, though, about the you know the pass coverage and the, and the defense against Ellinger and, and the receivers, I mean, that's what that was what my sidebar for the game was. And, and I'm not trying to – obviously, I would love people to go read it. But the story, you know, basically is that, you know, Walter Neal thought that they did as well as they could. I mean, again, he, he gets an interception. And that, and, and, and Kelly, this is what you said. It was you said their first passing touchdown. That was their only passing touchdown. Was on that flea flicker. Mm-hmm. Flea flicker. And he's like, and he brings up, okay, people want to look at the final stats and say, okay, he only had seven incompletions. But hey, he's like, it's not like they were just throwing bombs on us and just. He's like, they were a lot of these little quick outs and guys making a lot of yards after the catch. And again, I don't understand why the opposing offense is not trying that more. 
Oklahoma didn't do a lot of it. KU didn't do a lot of it. And Texas didn't. They didn't try to get Johnson down the sideline or Duvernay very deep. They did not try to throw many home run balls. I think there's there's respect for what Mm K-State is doing defensively. And to me, the interesting thing was um, Kivian McGee was out guarding Colin Johnson, and this was in the second half. And Texas was trying to single him up, and Johnson made a couple of catches, and then right away it got flipped and Walter Neal came over. And Johnson really did not do much from that point on. But mm-hmm. these these smallish corners, minus A.J. Parker, did just what you said. I think they did about as well as they could against that offense on Saturday. Well, and here's another stat. You know, is that on Texas' depth chart, they have, I want to say, four guys who are, like I said, 6'4", taller receiver. And K-State's tall. And again, I'm just going only by the listed numbers. I mean, I know sometimes they're maybe off an inch or two. Uh, K-State only has one receiver who's 5'11 or above, and that's Parker. <laughs> So they were they were out I mean, there playing cornerback. Or Cor- corner, I'm sorry, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, I'm talking about specifically at the cornerbacks. I apologize. You know, guys who are out there playing cornerback. Parker is the only one who's you know five eleven or above, and obviously he's not Crazy. available. So all the other ones are five ten and below. What is he? Six foot. No. He's listed as five eleven on, on on the rest. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think that's even optimistic from looking he, at. Well, him. yeah, no, just from doing interviews with him, he certainly does not seem no. that that does seem like I'd say at least two inches generous. But. I think the people aren't going home run, attempting the home run ball is they know Wyatt Huber could take their quarterback's head off. You know, they just don't want to risk. There's a risk-reward there, and the risk is pretty substantial that mm-hmm. you could lose your quarterback he got quick. To, He popped Ellinger a couple times pretty good. And it's nice having that speed rush defensive end that puts fear in the heart of the offense coordinator because mm-hmm. it changes everything. Mm-hmm. Because I'm, I am a little bit surprised. Just take that shot. KU, take that shot. But then what are you going to do with your backup quarterback in there? And, and actually, it's funny you bring up Hubert because he was also a quote in my story. And he said that you know, he, he, he took some of the blame. And he said him and the other linemen have to kind of take it on the chin, too, that he's like knowing that Parker's out, knowing how tough these receivers are. We didn't do a good enough job getting pressure on, on Ellinger for the most part. You know, they finished with two sacks and no other quarterback hurries. And, you know, he said, and you know, he gave a great answer. He just says because that Ellinger is so good at running the RPO, he's like, you know, they would start out playing the run, and then you'd say he'd do the pass, and he's like, well, by then, you know, we're already in our technique of fitting the run, and it's like it's just tough. And so he just really was very much lauding how good Ellinger was at kind of keeping them off balance. Yeah, I'd take him. He's a pretty good, pretty good leader, pretty good quarterback. Texas as a program continues to mystify all of us, though. I think we can agree on that. Well, let's take a little break here on the Powercat Insiders podcast sponsored by Commerce Bank. We've got some hoops to talk about. We'll look forward for K-State football and put this Texas loss in the rearview mirror. And, of course, we have that great Southern rant from Ryan Black still awaiting us. We don't know what it is. It was going to be rental cars. Now he's got to change because that all worked out. That's a cliffhanger. Stay locked in. The PowerCat Podcast will be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
We now send it back to Fitz in the WTC Gig Powered Studios. Welcome back to the Powercat Insiders podcast sponsored by Commerce Bank. K-State lost to Texas 27-24. You know that. Let's move on. Let's not talk about that anymore. Let's talk a little bit about K-State basketball and let's look forward for the Wildcats as they have three games down. Uh, the stretch here, they're 75% done with the season. Matt Walters, how did that happen? How did 75% of the season happen? Time or, flies, bud. It really the older does. we get, the faster it moves. I, oh. didn't, I didn't believe that until about 35. Oh, it does. It really does. You know, you know what else flies is your service you'll receive at Commerce Bank. Thank you. Whatever financial challenges come your way, Commerce Bank can be right there and help. Commerce Bank challenge accepted. There we go. That's called a setup there, Ryan Black. I mean, was, I want to say that your voice sounds a lot better than I, I recall some of the more recent podcasts. It just sounds more. You're looking at me, or no, I mean him. I'm sorry. Okay. I mean you're you're all. I mean you're. I mean you're. You're what always. Mean my voice sounds better. It just it just sounds. I don't know. It just sounds. Maybe more authority. I just didn't know. Maybe some of the other weeks. Maybe you've already done so many podcasts and you've talked a lot that uh, maybe just, maybe it's the fact really... that I've just been in Vegas with smoky casinos. Maybe that's it. And maybe, I mean a little more bass. It, yeah, that's that's what it, it just sounds different in my headphones. <laughs> Keller thinks I'm crazy. I'm I, probably am. Now we go over to Keller's Robinette. <laughs> I know what the crowd was listening at Saturday, different. but I'm sure that wasn't it. What was the crowd like at Thomas and Mac? Well, I don't know the capacity of that place. I, I didn't pay that much attention to the capacity. I didn't type up the preview. It was a decent crowd. Oh. It really was, uh, supplemented by uh, a number of K-Staters. It was just a weird environment. I think as my next career, I want to be the hype man at UNLV basketball. The guy walking around, the microphone on the court, you know, being the hype guy. Thought he was the coolest dude in the world. You know, everything's like, yeah. We need everything from you now. Your heart, your soul, it's your rebels. You know, it's just over-the-top crap. And it's like, I, I could do over-the-top crap. I'm in. Was man. it kind of like professional wrestling kind of hype stuff? That's what I was thinking. A little bit. It really was. Did, did he, Did he like, call out, like, I see all you ugly K-Staters, and I'll take yeah. any one of you that want to come down. He did call out the K-Staters, but, boy, he, he had fun calling out, you know. People oh, like okay. for positive reasons. Oh, okay. Well, good. Be so the dance cam. Some kid. That's how you do it, Rebel fans, right there. Okay. Do they still have a Vegas celebrity like introduce the team, or is that over? They used I to don't do think that they did. When, when Kruger coached there. They'd have a different. When, when the, the last game I covered at UNLV, they had Carrot Top. No. Oh, Lord. <laughs> now, that's a Vegas celebrity. That is a guy that only in one realm in the entire face of the earth is he a celebrity. One game, Carrot Top. Next game, Celine Dion. And it's not its not just Carrot Top. It's steroid Carrot Top yeah. in Vegas. Ripped. He's he ripped. was jacked. You kind of sounded like Triple H when you did what you did a moment ago. Oh, good. Yeah. That's good. Uh, I look like him, too, right? No. Did Wayne Newton ever introduce the team? I'm sure he did. I hope so. Probably. In the 70s. <laughs> oh. Yeah, back in the uh, the real Red and Rebels era, he was the guy, probably. I could have had Kelly in Vegas introduce him. He and, he and Tark were probably best buds. Yeah, Tark. Well, anyhow, it was a good win for <laughs> Kansas State. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they scored 16 points in the first half, guys. It was, I don't know, what was it, 27-16 at half? I can't remember the score. It I think was, it was 20-16. to 16, uh, I think it was 23-16. Okay. 23, I knew it was 20-something. It was... It set basketball back a number of years because it wasn't particularly good defense on either side of the ball. It was just team struggling to score and then Xavier Sneed goes down and one of those moments where 
it looks like the only solution is amputation because he's in so much pain. You know, speaking of professional wrestling, he looked like this was the end of his career. And they help him off the court, and then comes back for the second half and starts hitting three-pointers. So he Paul, he Paul pierced it. He will like, yeah. like that. There was two hands down, two slaps on the mat, and that third one just right in the last second, they pulled it back up like pro wrestling, and he got up and won the fight. Man, that sounds like an, an amazing game that you saw, that it was actually a wrestling match. Yeah. it. Uh, you know, and, and for as – I don't want to say they played poorly, for as uh, uneven as Kansas State played – they did what last year's Big 12 champions couldn't do, won a non-conference game on, on the, road, the road, and they found a way to do it in all of its ugliness, got it tied at 48. They trailed for good chunks of that game, and they kind of just kept clawing away, clawing away. They got it tied, and then they were the better team in overtime. Bruce um, lamented having Vegas as the number two game on the schedule. Mm-hmm. He lamented that thing like crazy. I disagreed. I thought it was awesome. I, you you have to do that. You can only play Arkansas Pine Bluff and <laughs> Towson and Mississippi Valley State and USC Upstate. That Northern Arizona. That's my favorite, by you the can way. Only play USC Upstate, so yeah. No, and again, that was one that's yeah. near and near and dear to me in terms of like it's just so close to where my parents live. I'm very familiar. But that's would a, like that's to play them every game, though. Yeah, that's a region of South Carolina, right? They, yeah, they the, refer it, to it. Upstate. It's called the Upstate. Again, it's called like the Upstate is like these three uh, cities right up 85, which you went down when you're right. driving from Charlotte down to Atlanta. Uh, Greenville, Spartanburg, Anderson. Uh, Greenville, Spartanburg is where they have the giant BMW plant, which now produces more BMWs than any place in the world. More than Germany or anywhere else. Fun fact there you go. for the week. There you go. Yeah. Tell your friends. Was that really that fun, though? Well, I, I think it was kind of cool. I didn't, fact. I hey, didn't know in that. terms of the rest of this I mean, podcast, yeah. that was fantastic. <laughs> that was fantastic. It's funner than any facts I've thrown out. Yeah. Funner is not a word. You should know that. <laughs> it's, and More the word fun. is funly. <laughs> um, but, you know what? The freshmen are freshmen, but they all can play, man. It's all there. I mean, mm-hmm. Dejuan Gordon hit a big three-pointer. Montavious Murphy had a three-point play that was huge. They just kind of – Antonio wasn't as much of a factor in this game. Uh, but, you know, they just all – it's all there. This team needs to kind of put it together. They're going to struggle with offense. I think that's a reality, Kels, that K-Staters have got to come to grips with. This team offensively, at least in the short term, is going to be a struggle. And, and the two – leaders have to step up and, and score points. They did sneed this time. Jada first game. It took too many shots in Vegas, but it's just gonna be a it's gonna be a journey. Especially in the first half apparently. That's oh, the half God, when they can't I know. score. What did they have against uh was it in that first game? Twenty two twenty one. And they were trailing, yeah. So oh, it's 21. Yeah. 21 and 16, so they're averaging a smooth uh, Oh great, it's an uneven number. Eighteen and a half yep. points in the first half. Uh, yeah. Probably won't cut it as the season goes on, but hey, I mean, yeah, two and zero. I'm I'm with Matt here. I like uh, I like the early road game, get the win, get out of your comfort zone. Yeah, why not yeah. with some freshmen? Um, I mean, they worked out for them a few years ago when they beat Georgia. That was a nice sign for things to come. So yeah, maybe yeah, I agree. Does the same thing. I, I thought even if they had lost this game, they learned something from it. Just get get out of that comfort zone, go someplace, play in front of a different crowd. And I think although last year's team lost these kind of games, they gained in the long term. They, then they were good in Big 12 play on the road, which was kind of a weird change of fortune. Well, yeah, and it was a, I mean, to all your guys' point here is like, 
that was like kind of an off-repeated style, I guess, heading into Saturday's game. Was that's the earliest road game in history for K State in terms of the date? For I, earliest, yeah, I, I, that's I, a little deceiving stat, though. This season is just starting early. Right. I recognize well, the the accuracy of that stat. They started seasons on the road before. I'm it, bothered by a lot of these stats where. That's the most three-pointers inside it. I'm like, well, they only had it for the past 20 well, yeah, that, plus that years. That's the mo- you know, scoring records all kind of change a little mm-hmm. bit for me. Uh, that's the most wins in the season. Well, they play more games. You know, all these things are like, but starting early, they're, they're, this season's ridiculous. Why not just start it in September? Why not run it simultaneously to football <laughs> if you're going to do this? Uh, do, do you know, like, actually, it's funny, I had this discussion with my brother on the phone a couple of weeks ago, is that, and I know other people, you guys have probably seen this kind of theory tossed out there, is like, maybe they shouldn't start, uh, you know, college basketball till like, maybe Thanksgiving, oh, yeah. or something I, like that. I'm, I'm for the, after I'm, the new year. I'm yeah, I'd, I'd like it to be a one-semester sport. I agree. Oh, oh okay, January. well, that went in a totally different direction than what I thought. I'm a fan of that. Just start it in January, have May Madness. You'll still be done before the NBA playoffs start. It's amazing to even think about hmm. that. Well, I guess I hadn't thought about that. I just was thinking about how far back you'd end up pushing the season. It's ridiculous you... that Most we're playing basketball want... in early November. Most people, I think, want to move it to a one-semester sport, but CBS pays so much money for it to be the lead into the Masters that until Does that's that done Does that really with. matter that much? That's always been the excuse that's been given to me, is that CBS would pay like so much for it. 90% of the people watching the college basketball tournament are like, oh, the Masters, I don't care. <laughs> I just because you don't play. I just feel like if you care about it, you're going to watch it. And if you don't care about it, you're not going to go, oh, that sounds good. Jim Nance sounds sexy there. I think I'll watch <laughs> golf. I think if you're in, you're in on the Masters. It's like NASCAR. You can advertise oh, it a lot, you. and <laughs> yeah. I still won't watch it unless I'm really bored. Oh, and, and I'm all in on the Masters. I mean, I'm, you know, obviously it's setting up with the way Rory McIlroy is playing right now, and, and Brooks Kepka's hurt, but uh, Tiger just won. Tied Samson needs, you know, all-time PGA Tour record for wins. I mean, it should be, should be a fun one, you know, in Augusta. Right. But this proves my point. Nobody's, like, yeah, going, as I'm saying, that, like, there's not nearly t- – t- you know, there is not nearly as many people who are going to tune in to golf who are just casual sports fans as compared to college basketball right. or the NBA or the NFL. That's just that's just the way it is. Unless unless it's Tiger Woods. I'm going to be right. selfish. Uh-huh. I don't necessarily want basketball to be a one semester sport. If that happens, then college baseball needs to be moved back, and they need to play that into June slash July. I'm all for then that. Then I'll be all right with it. No, hmm. I'm all for that. I think those that should be the breakdown of the sports. FYI. That's uh, for your information, Ryan. Or FWIW. <laughs> this year, I don't remember Wait, this. Wait, what? I, am I missing uh, something here? Yeah, I'll get back to it. I don't remember this ever happening. K-State's uh, baseball schedule this year, they play a home-and-home home with Wichita. Nice. The game at Wichita is in February. Well, it is, it's south of here, so it'll probably be tropical weather. <laughs> yeah, I <can. laughs> Got to take advantage of that warm weather oh, climate. Yeah. Early. See, in the South, FYI, it's so for just, y'all's they're information. They're just playing two games. Oh, when they're oh here. okay. I, What's yeah, that? Okay. So they're, they're just playing one game, Wichita, one here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Always a home and home. Usually it's one in April, one in May. Not yeah. this year. Yeah, February is early for that one. Well, the, the reason I brought up what I did about the potential of moving it is, is I just feel bad that outside of the schools that are just so pro basketball in terms of 
Duke or North Carolina, KU, whatever, it just gets lost. It does. And, that, that, and to me, that's just like a disservice to the players and coaches who are obviously working hard. And, and just for the most part, you're not going to have as much fan attention until football ends. Saturday was unfair to the K-State oh, yeah. fans. No question. Well, especially really the fact they had to choose. Yeah, they had to choose. It, a lot, I was surprised how many K-Staters went to the basketball game. I really was. I mean, uh, you know, I had people tell me, oh, football's on. I think I'm just going to watch it. I mean, the that, that's where they're emotionally invested right now. And, and the harder thing is to, is also that you have so many more basketball games. People are like, well, okay, you only get 12 football games plus one or more if you're in. I was impressed with the crowd at the North Dakota State game. K-State is, K-State is infamously. Emph- I thought it was emphasized. Oh Inf- infamously. Yeah, thank you. Oh, I, I thought you said emphasized. No. no. Uh, waiting until after football before they invest. Mm-hmm. I and mean, I thought the student section, at least, was pretty good in that game. I'm looking forward to the Students crowd to see. Go. Nobody else went, though. The whole opposite side was purple. Yeah, that's purple just hard. That, that's, again, we're talking about people that are asked to come over for football for football and then coming in town for a midweek basketball game against Honestly, a team like were, North Dakota were, State. They were an Towson. NCAA tournament team. I understand that, but it doesn't turn anyone's. Right. It, it, the playing them has value to the program in terms of your resume or whatever, but it doesn't push the needle with fans. I have one last basketball thing to, to say. What was just totally ridiculous last week is that the ACC played games against one another. Oh, yeah, that was awkward. I, I am not a Jim Beheim fan. He's a phenomenal coach as one, but that was Nuts! That was ridiculous. I don't know why they did it. Well, for the, I just for the go, ACC network. Right, he said for, ACC it was, network. It was a yeah. money play. I get I, that, but I was. Uh, he went on a rant about it, and I found that I now have two things I agree with with Jim Beheimer share in common: prostate cancer and the fact that starting your conference <laughs> first game of the season. Other than that, that's the it. guy's a total jackass. Yeah, so I don't agree with anything it. he says. What about your lack of hair? That too. That's a third thing. Three things. Actually, I have more than he well, does. You I think. do. Yeah, if I grew it out, I'd be a hippie. And you have glasses. Yeah, for you really man. digging. Sorry, we just keep but going. You're finding it. I'm sorry, but I wanted to say. Do you like the color orange as well? No, not really. It's just not in my color wheel. It's not in his Dean team. Wade would yeah. say. <laughs> well, and, and you know, and Syracuse's orange is such a, a more of a loud orange. You know, a la you know Clemson or, or Tennessee. Parking lot attendant Hunter safety orange. Well, is it just to me? That's what makes. And I hope it's not going to get me in trouble with people listening. To, I mean, that's what to me makes Texas's color so cool. Because I mean, there's just not another school off the top of my head to me that has that that color orange. I agree. It's, your, not, it's not as garish. To what's me. your rant? Well, it's it's, it's a very orange, it's a very general one. I'm just such an idiot because, like, okay, I had left. Okay, that was a good. Yeah, rant. Well, it's the, <laughs> I, I so I'm, I'm, transfer, I'm transferring stuff out of the rental car in, back into my car. I'd forgotten because I was just trying to get everything cleared off. I'd forgotten I still had a little bit of coffee left in it and just spilled it all over my clothes that I was transporting. And I'm like, see, that's and it's white. So I mean, I, I and I don't know anything about anything when it comes to laundry and actual real human stuff, like that you know that you should know as a person living on your own. Uh, and I'm like, man, this can be a tough stain to get out. I think, and I'm very worried about it. What What'd you get the coffee on? Pants? Um, shirt? No, I mean, it's, yeah, it's like a, it's like a, I mean, it's like it's a white. A jacket. It's a white. Were you wearing white seersucker in the car? No. 
No, I was, I was, it was, no, I'm saying no. I spilled Fitz, it. No, I spilled it on like the the clothes that were out. hanging on my. They were hanging on a on a, a hanger. Oh, uh, not not on me because oh, it just, yeah, you were good. You felt like you had to carry what I do. You got to carry it all out at once. That's exactly right. Yeah, and I should not have done that. I'm balancing stuff. You know, it's ridiculous. I'm like I'm like that gif of the guy trying to transport like 500 things to his car wash, and then all of it just falls. You guys have seen that gif a lot. I have not. Yeah, you, you know, you just look up like like talk like, to the baseball managers at K State because they can get everything white. Wow, so do it, man. That's a nice plug for them. Although I don't know where they're washing their clothes right now because that's under construction. Stadiums all. When's that going to be ready? Uh, they're supposed to have it done first of the year. They're on target right now. Okay, it's going to be nice. That's all you had for a rant, me, though. Well, it just well it, the, the car rental thing worked out, so that I was very worked up about that. But then it worked out, so now I'm not as worked up about it. That was more of just like a disappointing story right. than a rant. Well, I'm sorry. I, I get, I'm just. I'm Where's the trying. passion? Where's the anger? I've in his tried. Voice? Uh, well, I've why tried. don't you Why don't you rant for the fact that it's 2019 and and we still have to climb in a tube with a pilot to get anywhere fast, and we don't have the ability to transport ourselves from point A to point B safely. <laughs> Like, like in Star Trek, we should be able uh, to do that. Your rant should be that your bosses won't pay for you to go to Austin. That's your rant. Oh, that. Come on, Mercury, step up. That's uh, that lie. Next week's rant can be about getting fired. Uh, yeah, I'm just saying I will respectfully <laughs> decline to comment publicly on such matters that are internal to my company because we keep things in house, like sports team. At least I was supposed to. Go team. So, <laughs> I did have one last basketball thought. I just want to say, just because we haven't talked about the, because you know, again, the game happened after we did the podcast. But uh, how big of a win potentially North Dakota State was, because as it you was. said, first time in more. I predicted they'd lose. I thought they would lose because that's a good team, mm-hmm. a tournament team that returned almost uh, yep. everything. Yep. Um, so the first half was kind of the way I thought the entire game would go, and we saw that Cardiacata is very. Capable of taking over a game. Oh yeah, and it was impressive. He, it was almost like the second half of the K State football game. He said, "I'm a better athlete than you guys. I'm better than you guys physically, and I'm going to win this game." And, and they went did. to the rim instead of shooting three. Yep, yeah, that was the other thing. <laughs> One for twelve in the first half. Needed to happen oh, earlier. They were zero and ten in, in Vegas. Oh, so now they're one of 22 in the first half shooting threes. Oh, they, they probably should stop doing that then. Like just, just don't take a three pointer until you come out for the second half. The all two point team. <laughs> they have shirts that have uh, two greater than three. The opposite of what I like it. I Man, like Greg it. Woods' head would explode because he hates. He hates. <laughs> he's like one of those analytical. You know, it's like oh, just a three pointer is always a better shot than a two pointer because of, you know. Not, not, not if you don't make. Not if you don't make it. Not That's what I would say. Not if you don't one. make it. So I'm watching the Dean Wade highlights when he's going off in the was it G League? The G League. F League, whatever it is. Oh, it used to be the D League. Now I know. It's the, now it's the G League because it got sponsorship. Yeah, I know. It's like changing the name of the Masters to you know something else. I don't. I can't follow the Southern Open. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, and he's shooting these deep three pointers and just stroking them like, what? Where was this in college? <laughs> I mean, you, he was literally almost always a guy. My toes at the line. Let's shoot it. And they can, you know, if you had someone that could stretch a defense that way, it changes everything. If you got a guy and a wand, you know, putting it up there now from that distance, that can shoot it from 22 feet, it really changes how you have to defend. 
Anyhow, he finally realized he's a good shooter, I guess. He's realized that he's, <laughs> he, he can play with authority and he can shoot the ball. And it's, I know it's just highlights, but I'm like, dude, that's all we wanted, man. That's all we were looking for on a consistent basis was assertive, badass Dean Wade. Superhero Dean Wade instead of, I'll pass the ball to you, Dean Wade. Just got to keep his foot healthy. Oh, I know. Slash feet healthy. I know. Did y'all see DJ Johnson's playing in the G League? How about, How about that? that? Good, Good for him. him. Hey, Jinx. Uh, <laughs> I didn't realize that he was, yeah, I didn't even realize he was still playing. But, yeah, good for him. Yeah, so to finish my basketball thought, because we all jumped in on that. Uh, What's Barry doing? Oh, yeah. Has Barry had a good game yet? Where's Kamal? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Ryan. Just, just that uh, you, you said it, Fitz, is that, again, if North Dakota State ends up being as good as we think they, they can be, that win, especially if K-State is on the bubble. So how good do you think North Dakota State is? I mean, at best, they're only like a 15 seed. I but, don't but, really but it's the fact that they're, that they're a tournament team. and yeah. the, the, like we said, it's, They it's, were in the play-in game last year. But they were a conference champion. For a bad conference. I don't think that's like a marquee victory. I mean, what, what's their... Mm. I think maybe his point is, is that by the end it's of the certainly... year, if North Dakota State wins the summit like they should... Yeah. That win will look a little bit better. Yes, and I'm yeah, just saying that, that it will show the tournament committee again that K-State didn't schedule these like the bad sisters teams. of the poor. Better than a win against Pine Bluff. That's what I'm saying. That, that's all I'm getting at, Kellis. I'm that. not trying to say that I it's like give you that. going on the road and, and, and beating you know, Duke. You know, Duke. Yeah, but I'm taking just, this point a little bit farther, I, I agree with that. I think North Dakota State's a better win than anyone else in that conference if you're going to schedule yeah. something in that conference. I'm worried about the overall value of this non-conference schedule being top. Tom Asbury like get to the end of the non-conference schedule, and there's really not much substance in there for the committee to well to and reward and like you. The hard part is is the games they play in Florida against Pittsburgh, who just lost to yeah. Nichols. Yeah, that was like bad Northwestern loss. or Bradley, are they going to be any good? Exactly. I don't know. Tulsa, just, Tulsa, they'll lose to them. Oh God, um, I'm already dreading watching that game. This has been awful basketball the last. I mean, they two should years. just go ahead and lose the game. Their seasons turn out pretty good when they lose That's to true. Tulsa. That's but, a good point. But they'll lose that, uh, yeah, 20 to 18. I, I'm very interested in seeing what the crowd looks like for the Marquette game when they come to town. Fully clothed. It'll be legit. That's my. That's what it'll look like that's, for me. That's, well, I hope so. For well, let's state. wind this up I'm with – I'm trying to yeah. look up what North Dakota State is ranked in Ken Palm. I'm still scrolling. Uh, let me switch over. 164. 164. So, so that puts them in like almost the top half of the because how many there three hundred top half is an accomplishment now. Well, I mean, it's better than most. It's, of the I'm just saying, it's better than the three hundreds they were playing. They've they've played that I've seen here in the past couple. I wonder of what Arkansas Pine Bluff is. You guys talk. Three twenty nine. Let's go down to three hundreds. Because I'm trying, I'm trying to remember, is it three thirty one now in the NCAA? Ooh. Or is it even more than that? I'm just trying to remember how many D one teams there are. Four sixty five. Matt, no, are you uh, as we shift over here to football again? Three forty-one is Arkansas. Pine was close. Bluff. Oh crap! I didn't how many? Know there are that many teams. Out of three fifty-three. Three fifty-three. Okay. Mississippi I was trying to Valley remember. State is three fifty-three. Are they on the schedule? Not this year. Maryland Eastern Shore. They're down there. Not they played year. them once. You know who? I guess Mississippi Valley State's most famous grad is Jerry Rice. There you go. Matt got it. What were you going to ask me before? See, that was football. See, look how it shifted directions. back. Like, see. Does the loss Saturday mean anything in the big picture? To Texas? To yeah. I mean. No. I mean, other than the fact they could have won 10 games, that obvious it's a loss instead of a win, but it doesn't, does it? Nope. As you said early, some time ago, just go beat West Virginia. I mean, you, you don't, other than the defensive scheme, do you leave that game with any opposing defensive schemes? Do you leave that game in Austin with any 
greater concerns about this K-State team than maybe you knew about before? Not really. I mean, to me, it was still just a missed opportunity. It was because I mean, you go up fourteen nothing on the road, and you win that game. All of a sudden, you realistically are in the Big Twelve championship game hunt. You could have made it if things break right. Now there's very, very little chance, and you know that's okay. They're still on track to win seven, eight, maybe even nine games in Chris Kleiman's first year, which would be incredible, way better than I thought. Um, so no, I'm, I'm. I mean, I I thought Texas was going to win and cover the spread in that game. How many wins so, did you have them for this year, Kellis? Four, six, six. Okay, I had them six. At one point, I thought they were going to win three or four games, but then I well, no, I remember on that car bit. the car ride we had with uh, with D Scott to one of the Catbackers thing in KC, and we were joking about how uh, Dalton Reisner was going to show up and say that it really <laughs> inspired this year's team that you picked them to only win four games or three games. I was more pessimistic than once I saw them practice. Yeah. And heard heard the way they, were and that was the same day that we that we saw the news about uh, Isaiah Zuber announcing he was transferring to yeah. So I, yeah, I was. So let me map it out. I yeah. started the season. I was six wins, and then I became four or five wins, and then be, then I became like ten wins, mm. and then I'm back to like <laughs> seven or eight wins. Well, see, but that, again, that's what makes this job great, right? Is you can just continually just changing things. You get more information. And then at some point you can say, I told you so. Yeah, you told me. No matter what happened, I told you You just say, just go back to what I said on whatever date and don't look at any other dates. Right. Oh, yeah. Don't don't research this. I can tell you that I predicted they would win that many games. But, Ryan, this this game was like that opportunity you had at the high school dance to kiss the pretty girl, (laughs) and it didn't happen. But then two weeks later you had a girlfriend, and you're like, I don't care I didn't get to kiss the pretty girl. I've got this chick now. Wow, we are really delving into hypotheticals here. Like, that's not even close to what happened in my high school career. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't have a girlfriend until I was 26. Hell. Well, that's just sad. That kind Hang of, in there. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> and now she's engaged. I mean, what does that say about me? That's, I do have a cat, though. That's just it's got this company. Just sad. Oh, God. I'm Anyhow. sorry. What was the question? But what? But. Yeah, you go beat West Virginia. You go win at Tech, and you're like, okay. You, gotta, you can come on here and lie up a little bit. Yeah. Oh, you're right. You don't I have mean, to I'm be that honest. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just. Well, anyhow. I'm honest to a fault. You were homecoming king in high school. Come oh yeah, on, try of course. it again. Yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah, let's just erase that part of the tape and let him. That's the inside. Have let it roll. Uh, I did enjoy out. high school though, guys. I do want to make sure I've, I've never been someone who. Uh, uh, you know, been depressed or anything like that. Okay. I've always had a good time. Were you so. class president? I well, all I know, and I, and I always joked with this. That's t-shirt. a yes or no question. Yeah, where no, are you going with no, this? no. I'm sorry. It is that I, I was told that I got, well, I was one vote shy of being most likely to succeed. So that was well, here you are. You're with us, so they got that one. But right. you're right. Yeah, they see me now, and they're like, "Oh God, how'd I vote for him?" You're hanging out with us. That's that's not really it's been good stuff I'd... from the WTC gig powered studios. Thank you. <laughs> Can <laughs> I ask you guys one question? Go What's ahead. up, Kellis? Did did uh, what would y'all have done in that last with 39 seconds to go? And I'm not a let them score guy. Do you, Never have do been. You, do you decline it? Let them have the touchdown and try to win and try to tie with 39 seconds, or do you hope for a missed field goal? I think they did it right. Based on what the offense had been doing, unless you had the top secret play like the Knowles thing that was going to work or probably going to work, you got to hope the defense and special team stops them. Because expecting your team to get the ball back and go score in 39 seconds, I think is irrational. Yeah. And Texas had no desire to score a touchdown. 
zero. They, were, they, they weren't going to take any chances. They absolutely were not taking chances there. They weren't going to throw it. They weren't going to do anything. They could fumble it. You threw out about four ifs earlier. If this, if that. Mm-hmm. Granted, the way things were being sequenced, had K-State had that third timeout, that might have yeah. played a little bit of a different role late mm-hmm. in the game. Yeah. The one thing I maybe would have done is, you know, Chris Kleiman was telling the guys to try to strip the ball at all costs. I would have just said, if if you can't put you down on your first try, then push him into the end zone. Make sure they score <laughs> so we get the ball back well, it, faster. Because with 39 seconds, I mean, that offense only had 58 yards in the second half. I, I have very little faith that they were going to tie the game. But it is interesting. As it happened, I thought, wow, can you if you can decline that penalty, that's an interesting choice. Because Cameron Dicker is really good. Yeah, it's it was, pretty yep. unlikely he's going to miss. He wasn't going to miss, but maybe you block it. Maybe it's a bad snap. I we saw that in the Chiefs game. I would rather take my chances on the kick going wrong. Yep, but I would too. It's it's an interesting. I don't I don't certainly blame anybody for the way it happened. But. Well, you know, I didn't bring this up earlier when I said uh, I think it's an encouraging loss. Again, if you can if you can put aside blowing the fourteen point lead, because okay, yes, Texas did start getting more pressure on Skyler and, and things maybe went a little bit awry. But man, guys, there for a stretch of the first half. He looked amazing. Like, every single pass was on the money. Everything just looked like he was in complete control of everything. And I just think, again, that now puts it on film for these last three opponents uh, in the regular season that, hey, he had been so effective running the ball. But, I mean, hey, look look at how good he can be if he really gets comfortable back in the pocket. He lives in his own head. When he's good, he feels good. He's very much a rhythm player. When it starts to struggle, you can see it on his face. Imagine when he has more dudes around him. Exactly. So I'm just saying that that's what I would take as another encouraging thing is if you just if you just tell Skyler just look at how good you were uh, for the majority of that first half and again you guys probably saw us tweet about and talk about is it there for a long stretch of it he just needed two more yards in the first half to set his career high for an entire game and then it didn't come until midway through the third quarter but I'm just saying that uh, I think that he can take a lot of confidence from how he p- passed the ball. Saturday. Well, if it makes you better to have good dudes around you, this has been a great podcast because I got good dudes around me, even if one's lonely and owns a cat. Well, I was homecoming king, as Kella said. You don't remember that? Yeah. Class president had every girl at school uh, just there. That's be- better. You should have be- said that. Feeling me up and stuff. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, hey, yo. Okay, uh, may- maybe not. Uh, I mean, it. maybe somewhat. We're, we're going yeah. to leave now. We apologize to Commerce Bank <laughs> for the ending here. Uh, but if you need to fill up a bank, <laughs> go see Matt Walters. We'll talk to you next week. You've been listening to the PowerCat Insiders Podcast, presented by Commerce Bank. PowerCat Podcast. All rights reserved. GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street Publishing.